Hello, what is up everyone? Welcome back to the 18th episode of the Triborough Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Alonzo. I'm joined by my co-host, Nicholas O'Brien. How are you doing, Nicholas O'Brien? In- I'm good. Mm. I'm alright. It's going okay. Well, as you can tell, it has <laughs> been a while. It's been a combination yes. of technical difficulties and me cutting panties. Yeah. Almost there. Almost got it. Cutting a Look at that. Look at that. If you're if you're listening, I'm so sorry. You did not get to see me use the Super Shears by Cutco. The high-carbon stainless steel makes them good for everything in the kitchen as well as indoor and outdoor activities. They come apart for easy cleaning, and they are dishwasher safe. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on to baseball, the reason why we're here. But goddamn, that's impressive. I'm adding it to my bag yeah. before we get move on. Before we get into the Bronx and Queens, oh, sorry. Or, wow, that's a lot of pennies. A lot of, cu- a lot of uh, federal crimes committed. Yeah, seriously. the U.S. currency. Go on. So, but, yeah, so I believe it was yesterday, phase one of all-star voting concluded. And the only Mets and Yankees moving on are Aaron Judge and Francisco Lindor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, my only thing... I mean, first of all, I hate fan voting. I, I feel like, yeah. Uh, I think Alonzo probably should have been in over Olsen. I, I don't think he was going to... I think Freeman should start regardless, but just as, like, the second, I think Alonzo should have been in. Yeah, but, you know, this Mets, at least, this team has been widely inconsistent, so I can't really blame people all too much, but... Seeing Lindor there is pretty cool. Mm. And, of course, Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge. Yeah, no, Judge, so. if he didn't make it, I would If Judge didn't make it, that would have been ridiculous, considering fan voting. If you... After the first month of the season, Rizzo and Glaber, 100% locks. They've cooled down. Yeah. I'm not really that... They, they didn't Upset about it. it, yeah. They didn't deserve it. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's what it is. pitching was done, and, like... Because pitching isn't included in fan voting. That's just, like, important yeah. to note. Because um, pitching is, like, one of those things that's so different year in, year out. It's kind of hard to, like... You got to know baseball. So, like, the Definitely. casual fan's not going to know that, like... Well, I'm just, I'm just going to use Zach Allen. They're not going to go, right. know Zach Allen's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, no, definitely. So, like, stuff like that. So, like, if it was, like, a thing and, like, Cole didn't get there or something like that, then I would have been furious. Well, like, right. It's not pitching. Yeah. It's, so, like, don't really have... Yeah. No, I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. but phase two starts pretty soon, and then our game Lindor is starting? no uh, Orlando Arcia. I think I voted for him. What team is he on again? The Braves. I'm pretty sure I voted for him. I think just looking off the numbers. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. My only thing is he's been hurt for like a month. Don't care. But whatever. He no. He's been the best shortstop. Mm. He deserves it. But. Without further ado, I just realized we never discussed where we're going. Bronx. We're going to the Bronx. To the Bronx, as well. Okay, I guess we're going to the. I had no idea. Bronx, choo choo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bronx. Baseball happened. So, lots of it. Been a while since you heard us, so we're gonna go a little bit for a bat, 
further back. We figured Yankees Mets might as well just start with the Subway Series. But first, before we do any of that, as always, your injury report brought to you by the Triborough MD. Mm-hmm. So first off, Carlos Rodon is scheduled to have his second rehab start on Thursday or Sunday. Yesterday was Thursday. On Sunday. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible news. His first start, he was three innings pitched, one hit, one run, one walk, five strikeouts. I heard people saying, like, he was absolutely disgusting. Like, people that were right. at the game, just absolutely filthy. Um, yeah. And then Ian Hamilton, he is um, he had a rehab assignment that started on Sunday. Um, he's expected back soon because I think they said he was only going to have, like, one or two rehab starts. Right, so he right. should be back anytime. Um, then Arson Judge, he got a second quarter zone shot in the toe. Did we even talk about the toe? I don't. I think we talked about when he got injured. Not injured, but like when he ran into the fence. Okay. But I don't think we were around to talk about the actual Essentially, injury. He got what's like. They said the closest thing it could be related to is turf toe in football, which it sounds mm. like it's not that serious, but, like, turf toe is actually, like, can literally sideline you for, like, three months in football. Right. Um, but, yeah, no. So, he got a first cortisone shot in the toe because, like, in, like, a ligament. Didn't work. Got a second cortisone shot in a different ligament. Apparently, he's responding a lot better than that, uh, to that. Still, apparently, a bit far away, but um, Boone was saying he made great strides. If he makes it back by the All-Star game, that's great. I'm yeah. not really expecting him to, like, be back in two days. I'd say he's probably at least, like, two weeks away. Right. Yeah, definitely. Something with the toe, you just got to be careful with. Because, like, as small as it may seem... Putting it's... 280 pounds on toe. Yeah, exactly. So, it sucks, but... <laughs> Don't gotta skip toe, it out. Yeah, basically. Is he just doing, like, toe curls? Yes. <laughs> I would extend- imagine. Toe extensions? Hell yeah. Um, you know, other ones. Harrison Bader was activated off the injured list. Oswaldo Cabrera got sent down. Two or three days later, Willie Calhoun got put on the injured list. Um, so then Oswaldo Cabrera got called right back up. <laughs> Every single time someone gets uh, activated, Oswaldo gets sent down. The second he gets sent down, someone else gets hurt. So he just comes right back up. I feel so bad. It, I, it's honestly at the point where, like, the main reason I feel bad is because I think he needs, like, a month in the minors. Just, like, clear right. his head, get reset mentally. So, Definitely. it's like, for someone good, he should be in the minors. And just... Yeah. Unfortunate circumstances, and, I like, guess. I know he's hit horrible in the majors when he has played. Estefan Floreal has 19 homers in the minors this year. I saw that. That's like, dude, like, he hasn't played well in the majors, but at this point, what do you got to lose? Yeah, true. So it's like, I, I just, him not being, them choosing Oswaldo over him doesn't really make sense. Especially right. Because, like, Oswaldo, yeah, his versatility is important, but he has so many guys that can play those positions. Definitely. Anyways, that he would be playing. So it's like, yeah. that's a whole nother thing. But into the games themselves. So going all the way back to the Subway Series, Game 1, 7-6 Yankees. Game 2, 4-3 Mets. 
the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Jimmy mm-hmm. Cordero just destroyed a Garrett Cole start because, of course, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole went six innings, pitched four hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts. That's a phenomenal start by your ace. That is what you want for yeah. your ace. And he's like, nah. <laughs> Annoying. Whatever. Um, so, the Red Sox series didn't happen. This was at Fenway. Game 1, 15-5 Red Sox. Game 2, 6-2 Red Sox. Game 3, 4-1 Red Sox. Just uncompetitive, lifeless at-bats. Any runs they did score were garbage-time runs. They just didn't care. They just did not care about the series. And you could tell it. They were lifeless. It was embarrassing. At Fenway, you can't be doing that shit. Masataka Yoshida owned us. Shocker, it's almost like I was pounding the table for the Yankees to sign him in the offseason. You want to know who else I was pounding (laughs) the table for the Yankees to get in the offseason? Luis Arise. What is Luis Arise doing? He's only hitting four fucking hundred. Only. But batting average doesn't matter, so it's okay. Yeah, no, he only has like a 150 WRC plus, too. Yeah. Disgusting. It's it's absolutely it's, disgusting. It's almost like <laughs> I told my narratives are true because I know fucking ball. If only this front office knew ball. Anyways, we'll get into ball. that later. Alright. So let me because I forgot to do this Alright, there we go. Um so yep. So on to the Mariner series. Uh game one, three one Yankees, game two, four two Yankees, game three. 10-2 Mariners. I want to say game two was the cold start. And I want to say it was. I think so. Regardless. Cole so. went seven, <laughs> seven in the third innings pitched. Four hits, one run, one earned run, one walk, eight strikeouts. There was a point, I want to say, in the sixth inning. Sixth to, like, seventh inning, he struck out five straight guys. Hmm. So on like that like that late into a game, you could tell he just started turning it up even more. Obviously, you yeah. to see he did the yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like that he did the perfect way to send a message. Yeah. Like that is the perfect way. So for those that don't know, typically when sending a message, it's like either hit a guy or throw behind him. Garrett Cole just like flicked a ball that went to like the fourth row or like the fourth yeah. uh, section. Right. So it's like that's the perfect way to send a message without actually putting a guy in danger. Yeah, definitely. Um, and apparently the no, no, no was to the manager of the. Manager. Yeah, I saw so that. Apparently he was like shit talking Cole. So I, right. I, mean, I don't know exactly, but uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what was said, but I saw I saw like a really bad like grainy video <laughs> of Scott Service, the manager for the Mariners, like wagging his finger. And then that's when Cole did them. Damn, the Mariners are really owned by Scott Cervix. Apparently. Oh my god. (laughs) It was there. Horrible. Um, Horrible. Yeah, no. But on to my next point. So about the 10-2 loss. I was telling you in the, like, the, in between when we were getting ready to record this, something, like, really pissed me off. Like, not even, Mm -hmm. like, infuriated me. Did you see the Aaron Boone quote after the game? There's a lot. All right, good. <laughs> so this was about. Did you see the like Mickey Mouse play with like Rizzo and Donaldson? Oh yeah, of course. So Boone said about that. I get it's a talking thing, but we're we're talking about. And this was when it was. Let me get. It. This was when it was the third inning. The okay. third inning, the Yankees were down six nothing. I get it's a talking thing, 
But uh, but we're talking about two great defenders on the corners that made a mistake in the game while we're giving up. Huh? You're giving up a game in the third yeah. fucking inning? The third inning. You're giving up a game in a 6 nothing game? Like, yeah, six runs is a lot. It's the third goddamn inning. You haven't even hit yet. You only made six outs. You still have 21 outs. And you're telling me right. that you're giving up the goddamn game? What does that say about the club? That's horrible. What does that say about the team? That's horrible. How... Like, that just How can me. he go up and say that? I saw that. No, I saw, like, the quote about it. I'm like, there's no way that's what he actually said. I listened, and that's what he said. He said, um, he didn't say that we're giving up. He said, while, um, where we're giving up. So, same shit, just, yeah. Yeah. But, nah. how do you, f that pissed me off so much when I read that. Because I consider myself, I'm not a Boone guy, I'm not a Boone hater. I think right. that he is serviceable because he does nothing. His whole job is clubhouse and motivating the guys. But if you're fucking yeah. saying that, then you're not doing your job. Mm, that single thing has pissed me off more than any other decision combined that he's made while he was on the Yankee manager. Just yep. that. It, 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 just, it goes to show that something's not right in that club. That's that it. It's it's so it's a it's really a loser's mentality. That's a horrible mentality. You won two out of three games. Of I know the Mariners haven't been good this year, but regardless, right. they uh what's it called they are a good constructed team. I don't know. You just got swept by one of the, the biggest fucking rivalry in sports, and you're telling me right. that your mentality is oh we can sweep and get some momentum and go into a tough series against the Rangers. Now we're just gonna punt. Yeah. Like. Horrible. Horrible job. That being I said, I don't hate leaving Herman in because of the Ranger series. But yeah. like he was just getting absolutely fucking shelled. But yeah. you can't tell the guys pretty much we're giving up. Mm -hmm. You can't go up to the plate as a hitter being like, Oh, why does this at bat matter? Right. Like that just Yeah. Because again, you're losing you're losing your players and you're gonna lose the clubhouse and that's just gonna create more issues than what's already happening and it's just it's just a bad look it's a really bad look overall i think it just goes to show how important judges not only from a player's perspective in what he brings to the plate but just from like a leadership perspective kind of keeping everyone in check and kind of maybe rallying the team at times because look ju say judges in this game he hits a home run in the fourth inning and things turn around. In the third inning on, there's still a lot of baseball left. Exactly. And, like, the thing is, too, like, yeah, ju like, Judge is in the clubhouse every single day. He's with the team every single day. But uh, you can only lead that way to an extent. Like, Judge yeah. is incredible because he leads by example. He is the captain mm -hmm. because he leads by example. He's the tables letter. He gets everyone going. No matter how good of a leader you are, you can't be that effective of a leader if you aren't doing that. If you aren't, right. like, actually helping the team and leading by example. So, and that's not a knock on Judge at all. Judge is doing the Definitely. absolute best that he can. It's just one of those things that you just can't do. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, fiery managers are my favorite. That, like, <laughs> will die for their players. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Herman, um, three innings pitched. 
Eight hits, ten runs, four home runs, two walks, four strikeouts. He's the third Yankee to give up ten or more runs and four or more home runs. Jeez. And I want to say the other two Yankees pitched in the 50s where there wasn't a thing called the bullpen. (laughs) That's tough. This is the definition of a punt. Again, I don't hate leaving Herman in. Because the bullpen, it was kind of taxed, and you really do need it for the Rangers series. But right. it's also a thing of there's a difference between leaving a guy out there and telling the team that you're quitting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Sometimes just... pitchers just kind of just need to wear it, you know, and just. Exactly. You need you need innings, and it is what it is. It's not necessarily that you're giving up. It's just that that's what's going to help the team at this moment. But then, like you said, then in this case, it's kind of just like. Well, all right. Sorry, giving up eight runs. Let's leave him there. It's okay. And then another thing I want to say, in so it'd be like, oh, just one bad start. No, 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 no. And his start before two innings pitch, seven hits, seven runs, one home run, two walks, one strikeout against the Red Sox. Domingo Herman has had two games where you just he literally in a row where he just punts, just gives it yeah. to the other team. And yeah. that's not even including how shitty of a person he is. All the spider tat or all the rosin stuff where he's literally cost the team roster spots and you can't do yeah. anything about it. He's gotten in trouble what, twice for a rosin already? And it's just When Ramon yeah. and Cortez come back, what do you do with him? Or what when one of them comes back, what do you do with him? I mean, unfortunately... Because he's, he's out of options. Right, so you... Yeah, uh, I just... I don't see Clark Schmidt... He's 31, by the way, too. Dang. Well, no, he'll be 31 in August, but regardless. Okay. Or June. I mean, you could DFA him, but again, the easiest, op- easiest option, which so happens to be an option, is Clark Schmidt. I... Clark's pitched really well as a late. Let me get the stats. That's the thing. Right, but if he's like a five-inning pitcher, then... In his last... In Clark's last three starts, he's given up six runs. So two runs a start. So he's right, been How many innings? Um, six, 5.1, 4.2. Yeah, let's see. But, no, but the thing is, he's been getting better and better. You could tell right. he's, like, figuring stuff out. So I think the length will come. Okay. So it's just a thing of like, I. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough because the rotation is not where you want it to be, nor where it should be. Mm-hmm. So, but. I think they have enough time where it gets close enough, somewhat close. Because what the deadline's like? What late July, early August? Yeah, it's like it may basically be close a month away. To be one of those early moves where they just flip him for like a team's twentieth ranked prospect. If anything, I don't know. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like something yeah, instead no, of no. nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah, no. But, um, I'll stay with the pitching since we're here. So, Clay Holmes just makes absolutely no sense. Because he'll be the worst pitcher in baseball. And then he'll have his last 20 games, 20, inning, 20 and two-thirds innings pitched. One run, 26 strikeouts, 8 walks, 11 hits. And that's good for a .46 ERA. So it just doesn't make sense. 
Right. Like yeah. I will I will say this, there have been some of appearances he scares the shit out of me still. Mhm. Because what is that? That's 19 base runners and 20.2 innings pitch and I'm pretty sure he's hit guys too. So like right. over one whip is kind of concerning for a closer. Yeah. So like that is so I don't know if it's just like fluky or like if he's back or what the right. fuck is going on. Yeah. I mean He's been on a really good run so far, so I think we just don't question it and I, let it... <laughs> no, but... I will say this, a lot of those, I want to say at least half those appearances, if not, like, two-thirds, were in, like, seventh-eighth inning. Mm. He has gotten a couple saves, but I just don't think he is a closer. Like, yeah. it's like a 50, it's like almost a Roldis Chapman near the end of his tenure with the Yankees, where, like, it was a coin flip if he was on or not, and you yeah. just can't have that coin flip. I'd much rather, you have, like, three or four guys that I'd much rather trust over him. I would trust King, um, Canely, and Wandy's been iffy, but I'd, yeah. depending on the matchup, I may even him, because let me get, right. I'm pretty sure Canely has, like, some really good numbers this year. I don't think he's given up. Yeah, he hasn't given up a run yeah. in, I think, eight innings. Let me get it. Let me get it. In seven and two-thirds innings, he hasn't given up a run, and he's only had three base runners. It's he's been a up. huge boost exactly. to an already very good bullpen. And he was, like, how many saves does he have in his career? He only has six, really? That's kind of shocking. Hmm. Um, no, but he was, like, a big... People forget, he was a big part of, like, the four horsemen the Yankee had. The Yankees had yeah. in 2019 with, um, Ottavino, Britton, Chapman, and him. He was a dude. The only reason he wasn't getting saves is because you had three other closers on that team. Yeah. He also had Chad Green, who was pitching really well. So, it's, right. like, a thing of... I'd much rather trust a combination of him, King... Oh, I forgot Marinaccio. Him and King, and maybe even some Marinaccio... Over Holmes, who shows when it's not that high of leverage, he's a beast. Right. So it's like... Yeah, that might just be his calling. And that just... There's nothing wrong with that. No, right. Not everyone's a closer. Yeah, it is what it is. But you just have to use your players' strengths instead of trying to fit them into a mold that they're not. Precisely. That's like... I can't remember if I made this analogy, but it's like football where, like, you can't force a guy to be in a scheme that it just doesn't fit his abilities. Like, that's... Right. The best coaches make the scheme around their players. Yeah. So it's Definitely. like... Definitely. Yeah. Um, so that... I think that's all I got about pitching. Um, well, no, that's not all I got about pitching. Um, so, IKF, he had a scoreless ninth inning, then hit a home <laughs> run better than Otani, but that's not the part yes. that I'm talking... Like, not like I'm giving him all the credit in the world, but that's not the part I'm talking about because something pissed me off so much after. So he said, like, af I want I want your opinion on this quote. So hmm. when he was like going out there to um in the ninth inning to pitch, he said, like, oh, I just want to have like some fun with it. What's your opinion on that quote? Thank you. I know it's not what people want to hear, but thank you. OK, people were like clowning him. And, like, that just pissed me off. It's like, how are you going to clown him? And, like, one of the reporters right. immediately asked, um, wouldn't it be more fun if your team was in a position where you didn't have to pitch? Right. No shit. That's not what he yeah. was saying. It, it's making light of a tough situation. I mean, 
look, I get it. Got people want to see your team win, and I understand that, and yeah. we're the same way. But at the same time, it's let let him have fun. If he's in that know? situation, I'd much rather him have fun out there, and maybe even build like positive momentum. Maybe even hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to be better than Shohei Otani. But like, yeah. it's just you can't. And a lot of other position players, whenever they're pitching, they have a lot of fun. They're I mean, really, look at like the dude, they're messing around on the mound. Yeah, like two years ago now, the Rizzo versus Freeman at bat. And all that was Rizzo hilarious. Is like flex on Freeman about how he struck him out. Exactly, that's hilarious. And I, I forgot who was pitching, but I think I forgot who was pitching. But a position player pitching, and they hit Travis Darno with like a little lob, and he <laughs> kind of just like fell. Like that's hilarious. That's fun. It's it's. I understand when it's your team getting blown out, and it's your guy. Uh, position player pitching it sucks but it's making light of a tough situation so i don't have a problem with it. i don't have a, if anything i like it yeah so i just i don't know you did it seem yeah. like i was gonna like shit on ikf for saying that at first yes that's, I, that's where i thought you were going i have absolutely no problem with it i think that yeah. that is i like that rather than because that at least shows that he's trying to have he's trying to have a good mentality at least if he said, like, oh, I'm just doing it, and, like, he was negative about it, then that would concern me more than him saying he was just trying to have fun out there. I agree. So. I agree. Yeah, no, but I deked you out. Um, you did. All right. I think that's all I got about the pitching now. Um, you sure? Yeah. So, okay. I'm surprised it took this long, but I'm just saying this now. I absolutely love chicken parm. This story made me like chicken parm even more. So, Austin Wells, he needs to be called up to the major leagues right now. Not necessarily because he's ready. He probably isn't ready. But just because he is a better hit hitting coach than what than Dylan Lawson. Dylan Lawson is an absolutely horrible hitting coach. There was a quote he said like, oh, I don't like care about the numbers. Guys are like putting up good at bats, but they're literally not putting up good at bats. And at the end of the day, all that matters is the numbers. Right. And for the people that don't know what I'm talking about. So Volpe Swing. It was one of those things where literally everyone noticed it. Like, he was... I forget what it was. He was, like, too far back. He opened up too much, which just, like, made him a lot more wild, I guess you could right. say. He had less control of his less bat, which made him look kind of just out, overmatched. Exactly. And so Austin Wells and, like, two other people... I think it was, like, one or two other, like, their minor league teammates. They were just, like, eating chicken parm at Volpe's house on their off day before the Subway series. And they were just, like, watching film of Volpe's old at-bats. They're like, oh, you're doing this differently. Fix it. He's like, okay. And he fixed it. Immediately had three doubles in the Subway series. One should have been an error, but... Re regardless. Whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Since that... Sen I know it's a small sample size. It's, like, a two, five... A seven-game sample size because I I didn't the numbers don't include last night. He's hitting two seventy-three, a three sixty on base, five forty um four slugging, nine oh five OPS, one fifty WRC plus, a three fifty-seven batted balls put in play, or batting average balls put in play, which is like yeah. really goddamn good. Um, yeah. And that doesn't include last night where he went one for two with a walk. Right. So those so I know short sample size. But that still is good signs. Yeah. Like, yeah, hopefully. If, like, because my thing is that, like, yeah, short sample size or whatever. But it's not like nothing changed. And it's just, like, luck. 
There was a right. massive change to a swing, and I still think there are tweaks that need to be made. But every single player, I don't. Aaron Judge needs to tweak his swing a bit. Mookie Betts needs to tweak, tweak his swing a little. Every single player in the major leagues can tweak their swing a little bit. Everyone has development. Yeah. So a 22 year old mm-hmm. kid, no shit, he could do more to fix his swing. Yeah, yeah, and look, he's been very streaky. I feel mm. in his early Yankees tenure. So even it's if. This is not so much a big breakout, but at least more consistency. Exactly. I feel you'll be happy with. And I feel like with the streakiness, it relates to his swing and his mechanics. Because right. mm-hmm. when you look at like when he was hitting well, he had either the mechanics he has now or similar mechanics. But right. like when he wasn't hitting well, that's when he started like opening up his swing and started getting like a mm-hmm. lot less control. So I think right. like yeah, he's streaky. But I think it almost has a direct correlation with the mechanics. Right. You know what right. I mean? Definitely. Yeah. No, I can see that. It, honestly, it's just it's going to be like a time will tell type of thing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he keeps it up. And let me... And his stolen base numbers, they have gone down just because he hasn't really had that many opportunities. He's still 15 right. for 15 on the season. And I, I still think he should have more. Because I feel like whenever he does get the opportunity to steal, so like it, if he'll be like stealing, and then someone will hit a home run, right. or some shit like that. So we don't, or like someone will like get a foul ball, or like he had an easy yeah. stolen base. So he probably should have like twenty stolen bases, if not more. Um, yeah. but yeah, just he's he's had a little, he's been a little streaky in the field, like some rookie mistakes. But his right. shortstop, hardest position outside of, I think, me personally, hardest position outside of catcher. I think we differ on that. Yeah, I think I said center field, but it's up for debate. Whatever. But Yeah. So it's, in my opinion, the second hardest position to play. Um, and as a rookie, I really don't care. I just don't. He's playing yeah. solid defense for the most part. Yeah. He's had the rookie mistakes. Who cares? He's fast as shit, and I still think his sprint speed doesn't do him justice because his instincts make up for it so much more. Right. I just, I don't care. <laughs> Let's just let the kid play. He's He'll figure it out. He'll, he's gonna. He's gone through rough patches, and he will continue to do so, but like Aaron Budin said, his development is now going to be in the major leagues. Exactly. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um... And one other thing is that Billy McKinney cannot be your best hitter. Billy fucking Mets McKinney. legend. I'm pretty sure he started on the Yankees too. I think so. I know he was on the Yankees for a while, and I forget who he. I want to say he was traded in the J. A. Happ trade. He might have. Was he drafted with the Yankees? No, I don't think he was drafted. Or he was that he made his debut with the Yankees. Right. I don't think he was drafted. I don't know. He it definitely got him in a trade. I forget which one. Where's Minus? He's, he's, Regar- he's been he around started, so many He started times. his major league career with the Yankees. And then right. got, I forget what it was. I want to say it was like concussions or something. He got hurt. Then he got traded in the J.A. Happ trade. Um, And where was I? You know, but in 44 at-bats this year, 318 average, 3 home runs, 5 RBIs, 984 OPS. While playing very good defense in center. So, huh. like, yeah, incredible huh. numbers. I think right. there's going to be some regression. Because if, oh, yeah. if he was this good, he would have been on a team. 
Right. It's that simple. Yo, Billy McKinney is this type of guy where your guy gets injured, you pick him up, and he's hot for like two weeks, and then he gets DFA'd. Like, that's exactly. just his, that's been his career. Mm -hmm. I think that there was something they were saying, like, he changed stuff up, so maybe that could be, right. like, some correlation. Who knows? Regardless, getting into my point, he can't be your best hitter. So since Judge went down, where let me zoom in because I'm using a yes graphic because I was too lazy to copy all the start all the stats. Let me. Thank you. Zoom. Yes. Um. Okay. So since Judge was placed on the IL June fourth, and I think he was out for a couple days before that too. Yeah. But regardless, Stan has a .089 batting average with a .358 OPS. Rizzo is hitting .143 with a .467 OPS. DJ's hitting 147 with a 436 OPS. Donaldson's hitting 103 with a 533 OPS. And I think he has like one or two hits in Yankee wins. So all of his hits that he is getting are garbage time hits. <laughs> garbage time. That's just not where, where do I even begin? Exactly. <laughs> it's you know you know who the Yankees could use? That Aaron Hicks guy in the Orioles. He's hitting really care. well right I just now. I don't care. Like he <laughs> Okay, I absolutely hate that argument because he wasn't going to no. do that with the Yankees. He just no. wasn't going to do it with the Yankees. God, no. Let me it's see. just funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, he's going to cool down. He was never that guy in his career. So yeah, another guy they could use, he's, he's been a really good power bat. Nope, he has That Gary Sanchez guy yeah, in San Diego. Yeah, but he's cool down a shit ton and no one's talking about that. He hit a home run last night. Oh, no, Gary Sanchez ran into a home run? Shocker. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that was his mm -hmm. Yankee career. He hit six home runs in five games and then be absolutely dog shit. Oh, but people aren't mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. how he blew... He literally single-handedly lost him that game in Miami while he was still hitting. That's another thing. Doesn't fit my narrative. Um, let me see if I can find... Where the fuck is... This offense has been rough. Rough yeah. watch. I mean, even just you just talk about the, the Red Sox series. They scored what, like... Five runs the entire series? About that, maybe. Maybe a couple more. How do yeah. you tell... Because, like, I'm Tough. trying to find his splits. Like, was it here? Like, for Donaldson and wins and losses? Go to splits. You find the fan graphs, right? Uh, baseball reference is probably easier. Baseball, yeah, you're right. But go on. I, but, no, it's it's been a tough watch. I mean... I don't think, like, even when Alonzo was out, which we'll get into, the Mets' offense was fine. And I thought, you know, like, judge to the Yankees what Alonzo is to the Mets, but... No. Yeah, judge is so much... Obviously, he's valuable, but, like, judge is this team's entire offense. I mean, it's... I don't think it's that unfair to say, but... No one else is hitting except for the guys that you're plugging in, like the Billy McKinney's. Like, like you said, Stan's not hitting. Donaldson has not been hitting this entire time. Rizzo has had one of the worst months of his career. And By far. It's, it, yeah, it's... Look, this Mariner series was a nice... Breath of fresh air, I feel. But you can't rely on pitching in and out. I feel mm -hmm. like, look, yesterday 
her mind blew up. But then, you know, they won 4-2. They won 3-1. It's close. It's so this offense needs to pick it up. Pitching. That's the only reason right. why they've been winning. And unfortunately, you just can't rely on that. I mean, you could rely on Cole, without a doubt. But, I think it was Joni Burrito won like five or six innings, scoreless innings. You're not going to be able right. to rely on that every single day. Exactly. So this team, who I feel is built to outslug you at times, needs to do that, and they're not. I would disagree, but because I think the team I... is built on the pitching. It's just the pitching's hurt. I guess, yeah. You know what I mean? Because the... you should have four stud pitchers in your rotation right now. When healthy, it's a very balanced team. I, I, at I least, I, I think so. The pitching is solid. The bullpen's good. The lineup's solid. I th- Look, I, you guys, you got you got Judge, say, again, healthy. Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Glaber. Those guys. You said sorry. Judge and then you cut out. Yeah, Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Glaber. Those guys should be hitting you home runs. Everyone else's table setters. This team should be scoring a lot of runs. I still think you just can't say that, though, that it's balanced when you take one guy out of the lineup and they're broken. Well, yes. You know what I mean? That Like, that's my only thing. Yeah. Like, I know, like, I get where you're coming from, but I just can't call it balanced when you take one guy out and it's, like, the worst, the worst or second worst offense in the league. Like, their right. on-base percentage, I think, is barely above the Royals, which aren't getting enough credit for how horrible they are. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, I think third team on base, I forgot if that's with Judge included. is Without. It's like since Judge. It's without? Okay, yeah. It was like 299, I think. No. Really, really bad. That's pathetic. It's pathetic. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's just but horrible. Judge can't come back soon enough. He cannot. I don't need my toe. I don't need it. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Take it. Imagine you put my toe on, like, where his toe should be. It's just like a, like a little, little that's stub. It's just like a little stub, and then he just has, like, these yeah. massive fucking meaty, like, things. Alright. <laughs> Let's not talk about Judge's toes. Why not? <laughs> we kind of have to. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Just talking about the injured one and moving on. Okay. Regardless. Um. Yeah. No. DJ. I don't know what's going on with him. Donaldson just has to be DFA'd. I can't find the stats. But Peraza's been absolutely fucking killing it in AAA. It's just like a thing of. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Cashman quote about like oh Donaldson's like a good hitter. We want to give him more runway. What more do you have to see? He was absolutely horrible last year. He's 37, 38 years old. He's hitting almost under 100. It's like, what more do you have to see? Yeah, definitely. It's 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 a tough watch, Donaldson. And, like, his whole thing was that he was great defensively. I even said that going into the year, that, like, he, uh, what's it called? His value was how good he was defensively, and if you got, like, average production, it would be worth it, just because of how insane he was defensively. But yeah. let me get... Please tell me baseball reference, or baseball savant has the numbers. It doesn't have the numbers because he hasn't played enough. Um, <laughs> but he's just not been good in the field. It's just that simple. Let me... Right. 
Where is... Dude, I don't give a shit. Just give me... He has one out above average. But he's made so many errors in the field that it's just like, how can you justify keeping him on this team? If you could yeah. DFA Aaron Hicks, you're going to be paying for the next two and a half years. You could DFA Donaldson. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And there's someone you can easily replace him with. Shocker. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough, like, tough. One tough. thing that I think is not being talked about enough, and this is just completely random, how much of a log jam the Yankees have with catchers. They have four catchers on their AAA roster. Or like four wow, people that have like catcher slash first base slash DH. Right. Four guys who can catch. Yeah. In um Rortved, Burt, and I forget the other ones. Like that's right. kind of an issue. Because Austin yeah. Wells is just like rotting in double A. Right. Yeah. That... Yeah, that's tough. What does Rortved do that Higgy doesn't do? Right. Like, I know Higgy's a backup catcher, and you can't really expect much from backup catchers, but Rorfitt's known for, like, known for being, like, a stud defensive catcher, and anything you get offensively is a plus. Like, let me see if I can... Really? Higgy's in the 61st percentile framing, but he's known for being, like, an elite framer. Right. And, like, I'm pretty sure he was a lot worse earlier, so maybe he's gotten a little better. But, like, his pop right. time to second base is 39th percentile. So, he's not going to throw yeah. runners out. It's just... Right. He's, th- yeah. he's 33? Bro, motherfucker's huh. been on the team forever. Um, but, yeah. Yankees are a tough watch. For sure. Right Fortunately. And then, but, look ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah. you were going to say something? No, no, I was just going to say, you know, Judge is on the right track, but still, it's going to be a waiting game. Okay. Um, that is all. You know, brutal. So, on to the look ahead, where I just don't want to watch any single one of these games. So, tonight, Friday, or the Yankees start a three-game series with the Texas Rangers, who are, like, the best team in baseball, because, of course. Um, yeah, go for you. Which I said they could be. I said they're, like, I, I, I'm so fucking mad because I had their manager as the manager of the year. Manager of the year, I, like, yeah. I changed it last second because I forgot his name. Why did I do that? I was so small heart. Um, regardless. Um, you know. But it's Clark Schmidt versus TBD in game one. It is <laughs> Luis Severino versus TBD. And Garrett Cole versus... I want you to guess. TBA? TBD. TBD. So it's just... Uh, Clark's been pitching... Rubber out. arm. Sevy has one bad start that kind of just like inflated his ERA because he hasn't pitched much. So, I don't know. I wouldn't say he has had one bad I start. Two, but let me... Well, no, like one bad start. Blow up. Yeah. But like, he hasn't uh, been good either. Oh, he's been worse than I thought, regardless. Yeah. Um, dude, it's been hard. And then Garrett Cole. What? And then Garrett Cole. Yeah. Who's good? You also got to realize it's the best offensive baseball, so it's like. Uh, yeah, you can't count on the pitching of this one, I don't think. Them or the Rays? I, 
I'd say now that Seager's back, I'd say Rangers. I agree, okay. So, yeah. Off. Oh, I just got a nice crack in my chest. Good stuff. Oh. Yeah, that, that, it could be a fun series, but it can also be a blowout. <laughs> I'm shaking my head very solemnly for those people listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I went to sleep. The Yankees fell asleep. The offense fell asleep. They need to wake up. Get alarm clock. Ring, ring, it's time. Ring, ring, it's time, Queens. We're, we're going to have it's even time, more Queens. fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. See you guys then. Now Queens. Hello everybody, welcome to Queens, where the Mets lost another series and haven't won a series in about a month, almost, since they swept the Phillies in the beginning of June. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this team anymore. I feel like I've been saying the same thing over and over. It's the pitching, and it's not the offense. And boy, oh boy, is it the pitching. But before we get into that, as always, the injury report brought to you by Tarbo AMD. So, in good news, Jose Quintana uh, continuing to rehab, thank God, because uh, we really need him. Uh, Tyler McGill was not good, has not been good. So Jose Quintana... Yeah, as long as he's an average pitcher, maybe even a little below average, that would be fantastic. And Josh Walker, who was left-handed relief pitcher brought up by the Mets, University left New game Haven? three. Yeah, University, University of New, New Haven, Haven product. He left game three after taking a comebacker off his leg. Of the Astros uh, Yeah, of the Astros series. Um... Nothing has been said since then, but hoping everything's all right. Uh, and not necessarily injury, but just roster news in general. Last night, Tyler McGill was optioned to Syracuse, but no corresponding move has been made just yet. That's why I'm checking their transaction logs. No. Tyler McGill has been optioned. No corresponding move. I believe they're going to bring up a reliever and kind of just deal with an extra, because Drew Smith is still suspended, which I'll touch on a little bit. I forgot about but, that. Yeah. So, I think they're going to hold an extra reliever, and then just... That was during the Subway Series, right? Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then figure out the fifth starter when they need it. But, just like Justin did in the Bronx, kind of co going to cover really quick past couple series, starting with the Subway Series, like Justin mentioned... First game was a Mets loss, seven to six, and then the second game was a Mets Mets walk off, four three. So that was nice. Doesn't count. Yeah, uh, Max Scherzer shit the bed in game one. He got like a nice four run lead, and then couldn't hold it to save his life. In that same game is when Drew Smith got ejected for sticky stuff after not being able to throw a pitch. My question. Is why is it only the Yankees and Mets? Yeah. Like, is there some like disconnect? 
Because uh, no one else is here has had an issue, right? Thinking. The fact I'm that you thinking. have to think that long kind of just proves it. Yeah. But why is it only them? I don't know. Sorry I don't to cut know. in, but, like, that's just a thought I have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, look, it's tough. Uh, I've already, we've already expressed our opinions on the rule when Scherzer got ejected. But this just makes it so much worse because Drew Smith barely got the pitch. Unfortunately, I wasn't watching the game, but I don't he think he was able to throw a single pitch. He was warming up. Right. So, how or who is telling you to check him before the guy can throw a pitch? And how I, does that work? I feel like that messes with his warm-up, too. Because, like, he's trying to, like, get into the mentality. And, like, most guys have, like, a set warm-up. Like, CC. I think it was something like CC would always throw 22 pitches or something exactly. Like right. when he was doing his warm-ups. Like, you're messing with the guy's routines. Because he was yeah. already warming up when it happened. Right. So, like, what what, I'm, like, what gives? I don't get it. I feel like it I, was, I, the only thing is, like, it was so egregious that, like, you could tell. But we've, we haven't seen, like, shit on Twitter or anything, like, showing how egregious it was. No, I mean, like, he, Smith was trying to plead his case, and then after the game, he talked to the media, obviously, and he said an MLB official in the clubhouse looked at his hands and laughed and told him that they're not sticky. So how can the umpires on the field and then the MLB official in the clubhouse have differing opinions? That's the issue. It should not be opinionated. It should not be subjective. But yet, here we are, the second Mets pitcher who got suspended for sticky stuff when he most likely didn't do anything. Not going to rule it out, but I have a hard time believing that he did. Fix the rule. That's it. Yes. It should be a thing of, there should, it should be, this is allowed or it's not allowed. End of story. Right. Exactly. But that was kind of the highlight of the Subway Series. Justin Verlander was pretty good in Game 2. And then the Cardinals series last weekend, the worst team in the National League, Cardinals, took two out of three from the Mets. And once you hear these scores, it's the pitching. So game one, they won 6-1. Game two, they lost 5-3. Game three, they lost 8-7. 8-7, like, are you kidding me? I was gonna no, I was gonna wait till after the Houston series to say this, but the Mets have lost the last five out of six games where they've scored seven or more runs. Seven or more runs, and you've lost five out of the last six games. Horrible, absolutely inexcusable. This bullpen cannot hold a lead for their life. These starters can't pitch more than four innings. I found like I sound like Frank the Tank. Like, it's really, Swoon. it's, June Swoon is here, and it sucks. But a quick recap of the Houston series. Max Scherzer in game one actually pitched very well. Went eight innings, four hits, one earned run, one walk, eight strikeouts. Excellent. The offense absolutely exploded as the Mets won 11-1. Lindor homered, Vogelback homered. It was fantastic. Game two. Solid outing by Justin Verlander. Seven innings, eight, eight hits, four earned runs, zero walks, five strikeouts. He gave you length, but not what you're paying him to do. I mean, yes, you're paying him to do length, but four runs in seven innings. 
against a very good pitcher in Framber Valdez, who is an incredible lefty. So, of course, the Mets were getting perfect gamed until, like, the sixth inning. But the Mets, he's, he's disgusting. He's absolutely disgusting. And the Mets had no answer for him. But the Mets scored two runs off of him later on in, like, the eighth inning. The Mets lost 4-2. Look, the Mets scored off a really tough starter. You need your $43 million man to kind of go toe-to-toe with him, pitch for pitch, and he didn't. So the Mets lost that game 4-2. And then game three, which was Tyler McGill's final straw, it looks like. Yeah. He went two and a third, four hits, five runs, four earned, four walks, two strikeouts. Bad. Bad. Not good. The Mets lost this game ten to eight. Ten to eight. An absolutely horrible pitching performance from Tyler McGill. And then Buck thinks it's a fantastic idea to bring in Dominic Leone, who gives up another four runs in an inning and a third. But, again, the offense scored a lot. Alonzo hit his first home run back from the injured list. Vogelback had three RBI. Mets still lost 10-8. Was, was he the guy that people were freaking out about? It's like, why was he in? And, like, he pitched, like, a lot, like, recently. Was was that Leon? Probably. Okay. Probably. There's a lot of guys where many fans are questioning, why is he in and why is he pitching so much? There's been a lot of that. But you, this series could have easily been a win for the Mets. Again, you're losing a game 10-8. to eight, And you were going up against Christian Javier, who is a really good pitcher. And you got him out in like the third inning, not even. But I will say, look, there was some missed opportunities for the offense. Alonzo had a really bad mental mistake running out of the baseline in the first inning. Bases loaded. So that hurt. But again, sure, the offense had missed opportunities, but when you're losing 10-8, the offense is not the problem. And this team is just not built to outslug. Eight the runs other against team. the Astros is great. Like, that's incredible. Right. In that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And, like, yes, the Astros have not been the Astros. They've been a little, a little struggling, I feel. You you missed your Don this entire series, which is fantastic. There, you hit the Astros when they lost. I think it was like five in a five or six in a row going into this Met series, and you were one bad Scherzer start from getting swept. Just inexcusable pitching all around, and it's just it's frustrating. Obviously, but it's 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 been this it's been the same story for the past. You know the Astros since the season began. Yeah, the Astros lost to the Nationals, then got swept by the Reds, and all that was at home. Right. The hottest team in baseball, the Reds. Yeah, but, but still, the, regardless that they've been hot, it's still the Reds. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I know, but it's just it's so so bad. This pitching, it's. Top to bottom, horrible. Scherzer's been inconsistent. Verlander has not been as advertised. 
Verlander has been yeah. Then. Verlander has not been as advertised, getting paid forty three, and it's like. Let me just. Verlander won the Cy Young last year. It's not like he's like oh former Cy Young winner last year. And he's pitching to an ERA over four. I, this team was built on pitching, and it continues to be their weak spot, which is frustrating and alarming. Because, like I said, this team's not going to outslug you. This offense has been more than you can ask for. And Alonzo just came back... Uh, and he's been all right. He was getting, he was, you know, a little bit of rust. But he hit a home run, which is great. Uh, maybe he's getting out of his little slump. But even when Alonzo was out, this team was kind of holding down the fort. And the pitching just is not doing them any favors. I mean, the most consistent starter is Sanga. Because of how inconsistent he is. Because you know he's going to have a good start. Then he's going to go on the road and have a bad start. Then he's going to go home and have a good start. So you kind of know what you're getting with his inconsistency being consistent. Carrasco has not been... He had like two good starts, and then he had a really bad start against the Cardinals. Again, Tyler McGill has been really bad. He just got optioned. So Jose Quintana hopefully is, again, like I said... Average at best, because that's all you need. You need you just need a quality start. Six innings, three runs, mm-hmm. and this team can score. I mean, I just I got nothing anymore. Yeah, it's no bueno. Yeah, they're in fourth place, like thirteen games out of first. I think after they got swept in Atlanta, I think you can kiss the division goodbye. I think it's uh, all hands on deck for a wild card, if anything. I don't want to be like a really negative... Negative Nancy. Negative Nancy, but I'm just kind of trying to see it how it is. I mean, 13 games out, almost July. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, like, oh, you know, they're turning around. They're not. They're not turning it around. Scherzer, again, Scherzer's been inconsistent. He had a good start against Houston, and then his start this weekend against the Phillies, he can blow up. You have no idea what you're going to get with him. I think one of the... What do you think is... If there's one thing that you could say it was like the reason why they're like this, what would you say it is? The Met, the team in general? Why they're not doing that well. Like, one what? thing. It doesn't the even pitching. Have, but, like, I'm saying one individual thing. Starters. I disagree. I don't. In the sense, no, no, but I'm not talking like that. I'm talking individual person. Oh. It has to be Max. I think that my thing is I think it's the Diaz injury. Oh. Because like my thing is that like I think I said this like before the season that like the Diaz injury like. Not even just losing him, but just the trickle-down effect of how yeah. much more you're going to have to gas that bullpen. And yeah, you can right. like the starters, they exploit that more because they aren't getting depth. But if Diaz oh, was yeah. here, it wouldn't be necess- not even close to as bad. 
It still would be bad, but it wouldn't be as bad. You know what I mean? I mean, debatable because, look, no one can replace Diaz. Cut out. But Rob Robertson has been fantastic, mm-hmm. and the, you you can't get to the guy because you're losing by like five runs in the eighth inning. But you could also counter that saying that they would you'd be able to pull starters even earlier if you had to, and you would have more guys in the bullpen that you could trust. You would have other guys that wouldn't be overworked. You not. I disagree because you have what one extra guy is not gonna. But you're still also... gonna have the Dominic Leones and the Steven Nagosics still having to pitch three innings because the starter can't go more than four. But... I get what you're saying, and I think what you said that the starter is exploiting the bullpen. I think that's the best way to put it because I still think the issue is the starters because mm. these guys are not getting deep into games, mm. which is making these bullpen guys pitch more than they should, which is then blowing up in their face because they're pitching more and they're not doing good. Mm. And again, you can't even get to the back end of the bullpen because you're already losing mm. by shitload of runs in the seventh and eighth inning. Mm. I can't remember the last time Robertson pitched. I don't think he pitched in this Houston series. Mm. It pitched maybe once in the Cardinal series. Hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like I get what you're saying, well, but I was, I was more pointing to like an individual thing that could be the reason. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't saying like an overarching thing. Of, like yeah. Guys, I was just saying like one individual thing that I think isn't being talked about enough is that. And like it's the, not. I I, I will agree. That. Yeah, I think definitely it with Diaz. They're maybe not an as bad as a spot as they are, but it still comes down to the starting pitching and still comes down to your $43 million guys with Max and... What's it, like 82 between two guys? Right, it's like 86. 86, yeah. I think they're getting both paid 43. And they're both... Max has... Yeah. Max has ERA over, like, like three and a half. Verlander has an ERA over four. And, there, again, there's no sign of them really turning it around, per se. Mm. So, it's just, it's frustrating, because mm. there's not much else you can do. And they're in a really tough spot when it comes to the trade deadline. Which is coming up sooner than people think. I was gonna it's a ask, little more than a month. Do you have any more things you want to talk about? Yeah, but we could talk about the trade deadline. So... And I met, I wa- I've been wanting to ask this for like three weeks, but we just haven't been able to record, so I haven't been able yeah. to ask this. What would you give up for Otani? I... Nothing. I don't think Thank they you. should be going after Otani. I agree. Forget, forget, even if they were like second place, first place, I don't want them trading for Otani. Just wait until he's a free agent and make a move there. Exactly I don't need you giving up half the farm for Otani. Exactly my process, too. Because, like, yeah. even if you were in second, first place, I don't think it would be worth it to go all in for Otani when you'd have to give up, like, Beatty, Alvarez, and, like, more. Like, that, right. to me, yeah, that's you're talking about, worth yeah. it. When, no. also then, you trade for him, there's no guarantee you resign him. Exactly. Like, I could almost, I, I'd be pretty confident if they did trade for him, they'd resign him. You know what so I'm would I? But... I'd be pretty confident, but there's no guarantee. There's no exactly. guarantee that you give up the future, which is kind of like what you were banking on going into this year for the offense in the future, who have played yeah. pretty goddamn good. Baby's cooled down, right? 
But yeah, Beatty's cooled down for like a little over. Alvarez has been very good. So like, I just don't yeah. think it's worth it trading the future for a guy that you could get in the off season, especially considering I don't. Well, he is. He's a needle mover. I think that no individual player can help them enough to get to the point where they had to go. Yeah, I agree. I it's just it's not worth it, and I'd rather give up money than prospects instead I, of or bo- money instead of and prospects. Yeah. yeah. So, and just in general, I don't. Again, they're in a really tough spot with the trade with trade deadline because. They, they don't have much to sell. And as of right now, I don't want them buying anything. I don't think they're in a position to make a run and right now. And I feel like now. Steve Cohen isn't going to sell anyways. You know what I mean? I feel like he right. has too much pride. Right. Like, the only, like, hypothetically, you can maybe get something for Robertson. He's on a one-year deal. Maybe something for Tommy Pham, who's the best player in baseball right now, unfortunately. Billy, Ham- Billy McKinney. I almost said Hamilton. Yeah. Besides that, Vogelback? Maybe? He's on the one-year deal? Canna? Canna, his, yeah, his contract's expiring. Escobar, his contract's expiring. But who's going to want them? Yeah. Robertson is your best bet. So What are you going to get for it? He's like, what, 38? Yeah. Like, granted, one-year Robertson contract, has been but... incredible, but he also got to realize age. Yeah, so... You're not going to get anything substantial to What's retool. Deal? Two years. Okay. Yeah, you I forgot. I forgot number, but two years. But you wouldn't want to trade two years. No. So it's they're in a really unfortunate spot right now where they can't really they can't sell, and God they can't buy because they're just going to give up prospects that yeah, you shouldn't, shouldn't. Yeah. So again, like they have a little more. To buy would be an investment. Like maybe yeah. like not maybe like a younger guy that isn't fully broken out, but you're like, I can fix him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like will it'll be like a long term thing and not like a short term thing. That's the only thing I can right. really like think about to buy. I agree. If they're buying, it has to be for something more than a rental. Exactly. And who even would? Yeah. Dylan Cease, who's been really bad. He has a couple years left. Like. Because, like, with baseball, it's tough. Especially this year. Because so many of the bad teams are good. Yeah, exactly. So many of the teams that won't are, like, historically good and they're too prideful to sell aren't going to sell. Right. So, like, this this is going to be a very. Very interesting trade deadline. Not even as a Yankee or Mets fan, but just as like an entire like baseball perspective. Right, right. Because if the Angels hold on and don't implode within a month, Otani's not going anywhere. So you take him out. The I don't know if the Cardinals are going to sell, even though they're in last place and look. That's another really bad. Like one of those teams that they're too prideful. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the fan base and all. And who would they even sell? They have, yeah, they like even like yeah, they're like, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. And then you have the actually, no, guys have like others. the Reds. But, yeah, they got well, guys like the Reds or the Pirates. The Pirates have cooled off, but who are doing better than usual? Who have been historical sellers? The Reds are in first place. I told you about the Reds. 
No, I know. I told you the Reds could be a little fun this year. So it's going to be really tough, but the Mets just put themselves in a really unfortunate position. Yeah. And going back to the games and in Houston, I think the first game in Houston is an image of what this team can be. Dominant pitching, followed by a dominant offense. An 11-1 to score, if Max Scherzer going 8 innings. That's what you hoped to get with Max. And Verlander. But unfortunately, that team has just not been this. And look, I, I will say, as well as the offense has been playing, there's still guys struggling. Jeff McNeil is having a really, really tough year. For a, for a contact-based guy, doesn't have a lot of power. He's hitting like 270 with like a hovering 700 OPS. And, you know, I did some digging to see, you know, maybe he changed his swing. Maybe he changed something. His swing looks almost the same. Something I found, it's a little interesting. I'm not really, it's more cor- uh, correlation, not necessarily causation is last year McNeil took a little bit more time in between pitches. It was about like 20 20 seconds with no one on base, 25 seconds with guys on base. Both the pitch clock, it's 15 seconds and 20 seconds. So maybe he feels a little rushed. I think that could be. uh, Not that I'm going to say it's that, but I think that could be part of the reason why. Because like look at guys like Alec Manoa. Who just looks like such a different dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, definitely. So, again, not really sure what his deal is. Uh, obviously, I'm rooting for him. I'm hoping he figures it out. But he's been struggling. I feel like not a lot of people have been talking yeah, like, about listen, it. Like, I have his numbers in front of me. In his career, 138 OPS+, plus, 143, 130, 87, 141, 94 this year. Right. So this isn't the guy that you expect him to be. He's hit exactly. Like even in the year he had the eighty, um, the um, what's it called? The where is it? I just had it. I am blind. The eighty-seven op. Oh no, he hit two fifty-one. Never mind. That doesn't fit my narrative. Yeah, that twenty twenty-one was yeah really bad. But like every other year, other than that, he's hit at least three eleven. Exactly. And he's hit over three twenty twice. Right. I. I think that lack of shift also impacts him a little bit because he was so good at get up. Uh, well, beating the shift? He was so good at be- beating the shift, just taking the ball the other way. So that might be also something. But even when they didn't shift him, he was still hitting the ball, you know, over the shortstop, over the second baseman, up the middle, down the line. He's not doing any of that. He's. I feel like he's getting. he's striking out a little bit more. He's popping up a lot more. I know his. I checked his baseball savant page. His K percentage is actually really good, but it just seems like he's striking I was out so say, much that's more. Not like that, because like last. Year, so he's pretty much played half the games he played last year, and last year he had sixty-one strikeouts. This year, thirty. So maybe it's just me. <laughs> you know, and then tw- one or in uh, twenty twenty-one he played. Oh no, that was a shitty year. Never mind. We agreed on that. Um, yeah. 2019, he played 133 games, 75 strikeouts. So he's on a much better pace than 2019, where he hit 318. Huh. All right, so maybe it's not striking out more. 
But I will say he is popping up a lot more, which yeah. is very frustrating. But again, he's struggling, so hoping he figured it out. Mm. But on to two guys who aren't struggling. Lindor, after his second daughter was born, so congratulations to Lindor, has been an, on an absolute hair lately. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, yeah, no, seriously. Just in time for Father's Day, too. Yeah. Let's see here. In his past seven games, he is hitting 263 with a 407 on base and a 737 slugging. What is that? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's a one dot feel, that's one four four OPS. I know. I'm only saying McNeil because I was just looking at his numbers. Right. Not picking out. He's at he's hit two home runs, eight RBIs, five walks to five strikeouts. His slugging. Forgot. His sorry. His slugging is because I just have the numbers in front of me too. Yeah. His slugging is more than twice Stan's OPS since Judge got on the IL. Oh my god. But. You know, uh, great to see. I mean, obviously, you, lo- you love to see it. Um, hopefully, he can keep it going. I know he's he's not going to slug 700 the entire year, obviously. But just like we talked with uh, Volpe about small sample sizes, hopefully it's more mechanical adjustments and something that can be proven to be a long-term thing. But on to someone else who I'm very glad is kind of not breaking out, but kind of just doing what is expected of him. Daniel Vogelback had himself a very good series. Mm. And we couldn't talk about it, but he had about like a week mental break, as Buck Showalter liked to call it, where he was still on the roster, not on the IL, but he just didn't play. Since returning from that mental break, the past seven games, he's hitting 292, with 347 on base, 583 slugging, good for a 929 OPS. That is a hell of a lot better. That's a that's exactly not exactly, but that's what you want from your DH spot. That's what you thought you were gonna get with Vogelback this entire year. So I'm just happy to see him succeed. It looks like he finally realized he can lift the ball instead of killing worms. So that's just fantastic to see. Uh, and it's gonna help. Thank you. Did you come up with that? I I've been saying it. I don't know no where I got it from. Creative. You're not that creative. That's what I'm saying. I know I'm not, but he he has been killing worms. But it's gonna help because this weekend, in the look ahead, the Mets are welcoming the Phillies. No, I lied. The Phillies are welcoming the Mets. They're going to Philadelphia, where they are facing three right-handers. So you should see Vogel back in. All of the games, I would think. But, real quick, game one. Can I say something really quick? Sorry to cut you off. Did yes. you mention Vientos being sent down? I didn't. Thank you. I just thought about that, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's all I have to say. Uh, I think this was a very, very bad look for the best front office. I think they handled it extremely poorly. Uh, he was red hot when they called him up, and they barely played him. And then people get mad when he's not succeeding, when he's getting like two at-bats a week. 
absolutely horrible management by the front office and Buck. I'm not letting him off the leash either. I completely Vient- agree. Uh, look, Viet- Vientos might have not been good if he played, but you never gave him the chance. And it's absolutely a shame, because like I said, he, when he got called up, he was one of the hottest hitters in AAA, and then he cooled off significantly, and then he got sent down to the minors, and he hit a home run his first day. Look, he has his issues. He strikes out a lot, but he has a really long swing, which I think can kind of get um, exploited. So, again, not saying he would have been a savior, but again, you never gave him the chance to even show what he can do. He also and is exactly what the Mets need offensively. Power. A, and a guy that hits lefties. Thanks. But barely gave him a chance. And I think that also has to do with Tommy Pham just really tearing it up. He's been he's been good. He's been all right. You can't use he's Tommy been serviceable. Pham as an excuse to not yeah. play. A, not, yeah. Just... yeah. It, again, it's just really horrible management by the Mets, and I feel I feel really bad for Mark Vientos. But I think it just goes to show what the Mets front office thinks of Vientos. Which is not much, unfortunately. He's almost getting the Peraza treatment. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's pretty yeah. comparable. I'd say so. I'd say so. There's a little difference since he's a DH and there, yeah, there is some, Peraza, the, yeah. The way they like are treating them. Yes, definitely. That. It's it's frustrating. It's unfortunate, but I really hope Vientos proves the Mets wrong. Uh, even if it's for another team, maybe he gets traded. I'm not really sure, but. I'm rooting for him. He seems like just such a nice, seems like such a good kid. And those like first weeks with Beatty, Alvarez, and Vientos, those first couple games were absolutely electric. So I'm not gonna forget that. Hopefully we see him later this year. If not, we'll see. But before I look ahead, would you like anything? Would you like no. to add? So, sorry for cutting you off there, but I just... No, you're good. You're good. That's something I, I should have talked about. But without further ado, looking ahead to the Phillies this weekend. Game one is Kodai Senga versus Taiwan Walker. At Phillies. At Phillies. So Kodai Senga's on the road. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I don't. Uh, Taiwan Walker. Also, who knows? He's also been really inconsistent. Uh, the Mets got to him last time when they played in City Field, so hopefully they get to him again. This offense has been rolling. We just need some good pitching. Game two, Carlos Carrasco versus Christopher Sanchez. I had no idea who this was, yeah, yeah. so I looked it up. Who? He started like two games against the A's in Colorado. Never pitched more than four innings. In Colorado, so that's something to keep an eye on. I. I don't think it was in Colorado. Okay. I think, yeah. But he never pitched more than four innings. Uh, I am assuming he was a recent call-up for some rotation help. And then Carlos Carrasco, last time out against the Cardinals, was very bad. So hopefully he can bounce back there. And then game three on Sunday, Max Scherzer versus Zach Wheeler, which on paper should be a really good pitching matchup. But... Who knows? Who knows which Max we're going to get? Uh, Wheeler has... Max or Sad Max. Yeah, basically. 
Wheeler's been alright. Uh, he's had a weird year, I feel. Uh, his defense is letting him down a little bit, I will say. But Wheeler's still a really good pitcher. I know, who would have thought Philly's defense? Uh, Max needs to go out there and shove yet again. And the Mets have handled Wheeler in the past. They've kind of got to him for the most part. So the Phillies are hot. The Phillies are hot. Um, yeah. And the Mets are not. So I really don't know what to think for this team. Uh, just win the series. Win, win a series. But that's all I got. If you got anything else to add. Uh, when this is the last team that you won a series against. Yeah, exactly. Do it again. Do it again. I know. The Phillies are the Mets stopper. Hopefully. But. For all that being said. Thank you guys for listening and watching. It's good to be back. Uh, hope you didn't miss us too much. But remember to follow us on all social media. Twitter. Instagram. Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify. But without further ado. Bye bye! Bye bye!